Hey, welcome everybody to the very first episode of the Review It Rob show. So happy to have you joining me. Man, this is cool. This is very exciting to finally be recording this. It feels like I've been talking about it for months, maybe even over a year now, about having my own podcast show. Um, I'm one half of the Disnoids podcast, where some of you have listening to this, you probably heard me on the Disnoids, talking movies and talking randomness like I do, so you already know what you're in for. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining. Um, basically, the idea of what this podcast is going to be is I love movies. Movies are like a passion of mine. So whenever I can watch a movie, go see the newest movie that's out in theaters, I go. I'll rent movies. Uh, I spend a lot of time watching movies, basically is what I'm saying. And I love it, man. It's um, it's definitely something I've taken into, and I love watching them and kind of studying them and reviewing them. That's where, you know, of course, the name of this show and the nickname I have now of Review It Rob comes from. So essentially, what I want to do with this show, I talk movie news on the Disneyoids podcast, but normally that's focused towards... um. Disney movies and comic book movies and I'll do a movie review every now and then on the show but never really had a whole lot of my own time on the show to just dive deep into movies and talk about all these other movies that fit my interests. Yeah I like Disney movies, yeah I like comic book movies but there's so many other types of movies that catch my attention so that's where the idea of this show came from. I wanted to talk as much movie stuff as possible and uh, basically what we're going to do on this show and what I'm going to do on the show is any movie news that I find interesting, I'm going to talk about. going to throw out the movie news I come across. If a new trailer drops, going to talk about the trailer. As well, if I go see a new movie that week or uh, rent a movie or something like that, I will review it on the show as well. Just a whole lot of movie stuff going on, on the show. As far as theme parks and stuff, that's going to mostly stay to the uh, Disneyoid show that I co-host with my brother. Um... You know, basically because, you know, I mean, don't want to mess around too much, but I am a huge fan of Halloween Horror Nights, and they talk, they normally have IP houses, intellectual property houses, based off of horror movies. So definitely we'll be talking about, um, when they make those announcements, I'll definitely be talking about those movies, going into depth how I feel about the movies and what I would like to see from um, the creative team over there at Universal about bringing those movies to life. So... Definitely going to talk about it. So, movie news, trailers, movie reviews. If it fits theme park, Halloween Horror Nights, I'm going to talk about it, obviously. I'm already rambling, almost three minutes in, but uh, you know me. And if you're new to the show, welcome to how I work. <laughs> but I'm um, going to talk about that. I'll talk about some TV news. Uh, if it's a show that grabs my attention, I'll talk about some TV stuff as well. And obviously today, as of the recording of this podcast, huge TV news broke, man. Hopper's alive, yo. Stranger Things Season 4, we got a teaser for. And man, was it a teaser to let us all know that Hopper was still alive. Kind of already knew that. But hey, cool to have it confirmed. If it's confirmed, maybe he's not Hopper. Maybe he's brainwashed. Maybe he's a clone. Who knows? Crazy things happen in these sci-fi shows. But so cool to see Hopper back. David Harbour, great actor. Huge part of the Stranger Things show. So absolutely excited to see that he's back. I love the Stranger Things show. It is one of my freaking favorite shows of all time. Sitting second behind Adam's Family. But, um, yeah, so excited. I'm so excited we're getting more Stranger Things. Maybe possibly the last season, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, cool. Cool news today on Stranger Things. I'm sure we'll talk more about it. Sure, Tunes though Josh has some uh, ideas for uh, the Disneyoids podcast to talk about to get his feeling. But for me, absolutely love it, man. So cool. Hopper's a cool character. Be cool to see how uh, all this folds out, because obviously he's not 
in Hawkins anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, that's, there you go. That's the one bit of TV news I got for you this week. I had to get that out. I mean, it's Stranger Things. It's one of my favorite things. And on this show, I'm going to talk stuff that I love. And a lot of people love Stranger Things, so it's cool. So, jumping into movie news. Other big news that broke this week. Holy cow, man. Robert Pattinson, as I refer to him now. Robert Pattinson, man. We got Matt Reeves. He dropped it on us. He dropped the bat stuff on us, man. Screen test of... Robert Pattinson, or Robert Pattinson, if you will, in his Batman suit. And let me tell you, man, this thing looks cool. First off, that score we hear, so dark, you can barely see it. Fits perfectly well on the DCEU, if you know what I'm saying. But the camera is so dark, and then you just see, you see the figure walking towards you, and then you see the bat symbol on his chest, which, from what I've looked at, and from what I've heard, is probably, like, parts of the guns that killed his parents. Freaking metal, yo. So, that's cool. And that's freaking crazy, but that's an that's an interesting idea, and I'm glad they went with that. That's some freaking that's some story there. And then the camera pans up, and we start to see Robert Robert Pattinson's face, and they got this. You see a little bit of the cow. We don't see all the cow, but let me tell you, man, I I love Batman. Batman's one of my all time favorite characters. He's the Batman universe is my favorite thing ever in comic books. I love Batman. I love joker and i love the whole rogues gallery i just love the whole batman universe so when they announced that robert pattinson was playing batman i didn't hate on it because i knew robert pattinson has a history of you know some really good acting man and it's more than twilight he can go out there and he can deliver some stuff most notably the lighthouse that recently came out freaking wicked crazy movie but he's given a great performance in that movie as well as numerous other movies that I've seen him in. So when he was cast as Batman, I was down for it. I know a lot of people crapped on it. I saw all the jokes. Even people I know, freaking, they're like, oh, Batman's gonna sparkle now. No, dude. That's, that's Twilight, man. Stop those stupid jokes. He's gonna be good. And I really, I'm really interested in it. He can play the, um, the character of Batman really well. I'm really interested to see how that works out. Um, other people, other, ca- I mean, the cast has been basically fully confirmed. We got Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. We've got uh, Paul Dano as Edward Nashton. Of course, let's go back a little bit. Selena Kyle, Catwoman, um, Edward Nashton, Riddler. We got Jeffrey Wright playing James Gordon. And Andy Serkis playing Alfred. And Colin Farrell playing Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin. So, things are going, man. I've seen some um, some uh, photos of shooting. So, the movie's in production. The movie's going forward. We got the cast. We got our first look at Batman. And it looks like the Batman is opening in theaters June 25th, 2021. So, time's rolling. We're getting close, man. And I'm so excited. I was excited before this uh, screen test came out. Even more excited now. Man, that score. That score just gets you. It's such a good, good score, man. So, yeah, the Batman. I'm super excited about that. Can't wait to see what's coming. Um, Other news. We got some Bride of Frankenstein news here. Universal Monsters of... Uh, been trying to make a comeback most recently with uh 2017's the mummy tom cruise's mummy which i personally enjoy whether you hate it or not doesn't deter me at all i love that movie i love how they went back to the roots of the mummy yeah it had some comedy stuff in there but that was mostly like a straight up monster horror movie and i loved what they did with that film and i'm so glad that it happened but sadly there's a lot of people who had the tom cruise hate and that's what brought that movie down and the dark universe kind of crumbled now uh looking forward We've got The Invisible Man uh, coming out February 28th. Universal Monster right there. So that's cool. And that movie looks fantastic, man. That trailer 
just absolutely delivered on what we could have hoped for. I can't wait to see that movie because it looks so good. But, um, yeah, Bride of Frankenstein news. Yeah, it looks like uh, the movie's still going forward. Originally, it was announced back when they were building the Dark Universe that a Bride of Frankenstein movie was coming with uh, Angelina Jolie playing the Bride of Frankenstein. And that, of course, after um, the bad reviews for The Mummy happened, that Dark Universe, like I said, it just crumbled and everything kind of kind of went up in the air and out of the way. Um, doesn't necessarily mean all these actors. I remember reading something that said uh, the actors who were previously attached are more than welcome to come back to the movie. So we'll see what happens there. But it's still, it's so cool. It's, it's great to see the classic Universal Monsters trying to come back and they're coming back with a new mold. And I love it. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for horror and I'm a sucker for the classic Universal Monsters. So to see the original like horror coming back and the original, you know, uh, cinematic universe because this was it. I mean, back in the 30s and everything, you had these movies and they interconnected with each other and everything. That was the first cinematic universe. So, so cool that the classic monsters are uh, on the way back. Looks like there's a lot of talks going on. We got the Bride of Frankenstein movie, like I mentioned before, The Invisible Man's coming in a couple weeks. Um, we've got a film based on Dracula's henchman Renfield coming. We got a Dark Army movie in the talks. And we have Elizabeth Banks' of Invisible Woman as well. So, big ups to them, man. I'm glad Universal is working with their classic monsters again. And it's going to be great to see them back on screen. Like I mentioned before, I loved the uh, 2017 Mummy movie. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. So, definitely excited. I'll, um, I'll have a review for you for The Invisible Man in a couple weeks. Um, moving forward, Ryan Reynolds. Everybody loves Ryan Reynolds, right? Or the majority of the people love Ryan Reynolds. And he is um, actually being part of a new remake of a movie, Clue. Uh, Clue came out back in 1984, great movie starring the amazing Tim Curry. I don't think there's anybody in this world that doesn't like Tim Curry. What a great, fantastic actor he is. And what a great movie that was, by the way. But yeah, there's a uh, Clue movie coming. Ryan Reynolds and his production company is attached to bring a new live-action adaptation of Hasbro's board game Clue. To the big screen. Um, doesn't say who he's playing. It looks like it has the Deadpool writers attached. So kind of get an idea of what they're going for with the movie as far as writing wise and comedy wise. But like I mentioned before, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is a very well liked person. I've enjoyed a lot of his movies going back to Van Wilder. Um, I've seen a lot of his movies and it's cool that he's attached. It's not said what character he plays. I I'm kind of figuring he would play the uh, same role that Tim Curry played. Back in and back in the eighties, so you know, I mean, that's the world we live in now. Remakes and reboots are left and right, and we'll see what this one offers, man. Ryan Reynolds is fun to watch. Comedy, good dude. So cool. Let it happen. Um, things that maybe shouldn't be happening. Indiana Jones Five is uh, expected to start shooting in about two months, according to Harrison Ford. Nothing against the Indiana Jones franchise. Nothing against Harrison Ford, but. Man, <laughs> he's what, like 70, 80 something? And he's going out there shooting films, not to be an ageist, but you know, worry about him. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, Indiana Jones 5, it's it looks like it's happening. We'll see if they try to pass it on to a younger Indiana Jones. Maybe Chris Pratt was rumored for a while, a long time ago. I think that one's kind of falling out. But they tried to pass it on before with Shia LaBeouf, and that, uh, that didn't work too well. Nothing against Shia. Shia is one of my favorite actors, but that... Just didn't work. So we'll see what happens with Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones 5. Gonna start shooting in the next couple months. And 
good luck to him, man. Because like I said, Harrison Ford, he's a legend. So good luck to him, Indiana Jones, great franchise. Keeping my uh, fingers crossed for him, but my expectations not that high. You know what I'm saying? Um, but talk about this segue. Expectations very high for this one. I saw this today. Uh, Megan Fox, who you either love her or you hate her, and a lot of people seem to not like her. And you know, fair enough. Um, but she has signed on to star in a horror thriller titled Till Death. Now, like I said, a lot of people aren't big on Megan Fox. I'm not the biggest Megan Fox fan in the world. However, I love, like, I absolutely love the movie. Freaking, um, of course I'm blanking on it. I say absolutely love the movie. Jennifer's Body, there we go. I love that movie, and I think she is just utterly fantastic in that film. Like, she was built to play a freaking demon, <laughs> apparently. But, um, yeah, I mean, she was great in Jennifer's Body. So when I hear that she's attached for a horror thriller movie... Dude, I'm interested. It's got my attention, and I'm I, I'm I want to see more about it. They're gonna start working on this very soon. It's called Till Death. Uh, the story focuses on a character by the name of Emma, which Megan Fox will be playing, and her survival when going up against two hired killers. There is um the crazy part about this is that she is handcuffed to her husband as part of some sort of brutal revenge. So. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like I mentioned before, Megan Fox is... I haven't heard much about Megan Fox in quite some time. I know she had, like, some kind of travel show on Discovery Channel or something. But, cool. Good for her. It's a new movie for her. It's a horror movie, so that's got my interest. Because, one, horror movie. Two, last horror movie I saw her in was bloody fantastic. So, I'm on board for it. And best of luck to him with that as well. Up next, um, we've got some stuff going on Friday the 13th right now. They are, they've been battling for a while. There's a, there's a court case going on about who owns the rights of Friday the 13th and the original writers and this person that helped write them and they're just battling it out right now and looks like we could have a decision in May or June. Hopefully that'll get done very soon because we just passed 11 years, man. It's been 11 years since we've seen a Friday the 13th film. Which, to be honest with you, that last Friday the 13th film that came out wasn't all that bad. It was really good. It's actually my favorite Friday the 13th movie. But, you know, hey, 11 years without a Jason movie, it's um, it's hard to think about. And you look at it, I think Nightmare on Elm Street's about right there, too. Maybe 9, 10 years since the last Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So, I, I you got to imagine the people behind the scenes are just looking at Halloween. And Halloween's tearing it up. And they got another movie coming out this year that's... Highly anticipated by the horror community. Maybe even more than a horror community. So, yeah, hopefully they get something figured out with this Friday the 13th. But it looks like just a big old mess. And then even if, even when we get to May and June and there's a decision, it looks like it could still go to the Supreme Court. So, finger, I mean, come on. It's gotta, we gotta get this figured out. We, we need Jason back on the big screen, man. We gotta see that hockey mask tearing it up and killing people. So, We'll see what happens with that franchise. <laughs> but uh, speaking of killing people, I came across this little nugget. I'm going to talk about this before cutting to break. Um, recently, there it was a, a, t a test done on the 50 highest grossing films from each year between 1980 and 2018. <laughs> where they figured out who has died the most on screen. And the winner of that prestigious award there goes to none other than Danny Trejo, Machete himself. Danny Trejo has 
the most on-screen deaths with 69 deaths, man. So, <laughs> I mean, it's funny to come across. I just want to talk about, but what a what a thing. I'm sure he's putting that on his plaque of honor right there. Danny Trejo, he's been in Rob Zombie movies. I remember him being killed off in, uh, spoiler alert, um, killed off in Rob Zombie's Halloween movie. And if I remember correctly, he was killed off in Three from Hell recently. So, I can understand it, man. It happens. As far as female actors, Shelley Winters has the most deaths with 20 across her whole career from 1980-2018. So, fun little tidbit there for you. Dropping the tidbits. A ah, lot of news there. Hope you kept up with me. Gonna take a break and then I'm gonna come back with a review for Birds of Prey. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon. If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Haunters Pod. Where we're ready to haunt you. Ah, wonderful. It comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! Are we ready? Sure. It's time for Gotham to meet the Birds of Prey. I own Gotham. He's building an army. Unless we all want to die, we're going to have to work together. Hi, boys. I thought she was just a pretty face. Nothing gets a guy's attention like violence. Yes. Toss that for me, will you? <gasps> All right, welcome back to the Review at Rob show, and it is time for this episode's review, and this week's movie is none other than Birds of Prey and the fantapulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, because you know what? I'm calling that movie by its name, and that is its name. Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Not that shrunken down thing, because people are too stupid to understand what the name of the movie, you know, never mind. Let's, uh, Birds of Prey is the latest film to be released as part of the DCEU, the DC Comic Films Extended Universe. Let's go ahead and look at the synopsis for Birds of Prey. It is, uh, it's open season on Harley Quinn when her explosive breakup with the Joker puts a big target on her back. Unprotected and on the run, Quinn faces the wrath of the narcissistic crime boss Roman Sionis, also known as Black Mask and his right-hand man, Victor Zaz, and, of course, every other thug in Gotham City. So, Birds of Prey, going into the movie, go ahead and tell you how I felt about it. It is an absolute blast, man. From start to finish, I absolutely enjoyed every second of this movie. Going into it, after I saw the many trailers that have been out there, I was all, it always looked like a very fun movie to me. You know, as I mentioned earlier in this episode... I'm in the bag for DC, especially the Batman universe. But taking out that bias and everything still looked like a just blast of a movie and a fun time. And I'm so happy to say that I had an absolute blast watching this movie. Um, a, a good way to describe the movie for me while I was watching it is that there's a lot of parts of this movie that just feels like a head trip. Like you're going out of your mind watching it, which is just a perfect fit as the main character herself, Harley Quinn, is a head trip, man. So... You know, the story of the film, it makes perfect sense. Uh, you look at what's going on in the DCEU right now. We don't know if Jared Leto's going to be back as a Joker. He was met with a lot of criticism. I personally, again, 
have no issues with his Joker, really. I, uh, I enjoyed what it was, you know. It's just, it's a different version of the Joker, and people in the comic book world have a problem when things get changed up. But um, we don't know if he's going to be back as the Joker, and there's a whole lot of changes going on in the DC EU with, you know, of course, Robert Pattinson now being Batman, and then, you know, Ben Affleck gone. And they're, they're trying to mix things up. But nonetheless, um, Harley Quinn was a huge success from Suicide Squad. It's a no-brainer. She was going to have her own movie, and we got Birds of Prey. And, you know, that's where we went, and we went forward with it. So, you have to tell the story. She broke up with the Joker, obviously, at the end of Suicide Squad, spoiler alert. She's broken out from the uh, prison, so that lets us know how she is out and about and on the adventure of this film. And then, of course, she and Joker break up, so now the story has to go forward, and she's on her own, and she's a strong, independent woman, but, you know, she kind of misses the Joker at times, but then she gets over it and all that you know it's what it's your basic uh kind of romantic woman empowerment moving forward after a bad breakup you know what i'm saying so that's where we go with the story she's doing i'm not gonna spoil the movie but that's basically the story is she's no longer with the joker and she has to battle her way through she got all these people coming after she's just trying to be her best herself so the story it made perfect sense more than the way i explained it just then but the story makes perfect sense the action scenes of the film, holy moly, the action scenes are fantastic. It's so cool to go to one of these comic book movies and it not be like a huge, huge big old CGI fest, man. It was so cool to just sit back, watch the movie, and just look like a a, uh, a fluent <laughs> action movie. It's just back and forth and all the scenes made sense and it looked like practical action. Of course, there's some CGI in the movie, but nothing over the top, like nothing like Endgame or anything like that, which is just a big old green screen and a bunch of, you know, people in suits that they're not actually in and stuff like that. It looked like straight up action scenes and brutal action scenes, man. This movie was rated R, so you got a lot of cussing, you got a little bit of gore, not a lot, whole lot of gore, and you got a lot of breaking of limbs and just straight up nastiness in the movie and so good. And I just loved the action of the movie. Margot Robbie, what can I say about her? She has become... One of my favorite actresses. She's in my top 10 favorite actresses at this point. I mean, she's done such great work with this character of Harley Quinn. And you can tell in Birds of Prey that she has taken, you know, what she learned in Suicide Squad. And has completely just owns this character now, man. She is doing amazing as Harley Quinn. And I just love seeing what she has done with the character. Suicide Squad, she was amazing. She upped that so much in this film, in Birds of Prey. And just over the top and... She's got this character down, and I can't wait, and I hope that we get more of Margot Robbie, and we're going to get more of her in uh, Suicide Squad that's coming out. Um, not Suicide Squad 2, it's called Suicide Squad. Like I said, DCEU is a whole mess right now. They're trying to rebuild, and hopefully we'll start to see that change with Wonder Woman 84 coming out later this year. But Nonetheless, Margot Robbie, we're going to get more of her Harley Quinn character in the Suicide Squad film that's coming from James Gunn. Um... Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is in this film. He's playing Roman Sionis. You know, Black Mask is his alter ego. He is just dynamic throughout this movie. He is stealing scenes left and right when he shows up. You know, a lot of people, when they think Ewan McGregor, they think Obi-Wan Kenobi, and rightfully so. He, You know, that was a character that's legendary with us and a lot of people. But in this movie, he is just dynamic. He's got that ego, playing egomaniacal character, and he's playing it to the T, and he's just over the top, and you can see he's got a little bit of craziness to him and everything. That character in this film, 
So cool to see. We haven't seen Black Mask on the big screen before. And he, whoo, Ewan, Ewan delivers, man. It's just, Black Mask and the Roma Sion's character is just, he wants control. He wants all the power. He wants to be the big bad around here. And I tell you what, man, he portrayed it very well in this movie. It was cool to see. Uh, the rest of the cast, they deliver great performances throughout the movie as well. Got to see Black Canary on the big screen. We've seen a version of Black Canary before on the uh, Arrowverse shows, Arrow Flash, whatever other shows she's been on. But um, cool to see her on the big screen. We saw Huntress on the big screen as well, played by the incredible Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Sorry to the actress. I probably should have wrote her name down for uh, Black Canary. But nonetheless, everybody in this film did a great job. The little girl in the film, you know, little annoying at times but you know she played i'm sure that was part of the character she played the character through and through so you know what i'm very very happy to say that birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn is a fun and heartfelt film that is thoroughly enjoyable from start to finish so it's great to see and then you know i put it on that list of dc releases like wonder woman and then they've been on this on this free, this uh really good ride with sh uh Aquaman and then Shazam did really good as well. So DC, they're they're uh, they're working the right way now, and I put Birds of Prey up there now. Since the movies come out, it didn't do as well at the box office as people were kind of predicting it to be uh, predicting it to do. Which, as far as I feel, you know, I know box office is important to films, but it by no means makes the movie a fantastic movie. How much money the movie makes. Doesn't mean that it is a uh, better quality movie over another one. Perfect example, Avatar is one of the biggest movies of all time. I don't think that movie is all that great, but that's me. But um, Birds of Prey, like I mentioned, it is just so fun and it's just a blast. And it's, you know, for the comic book fans out there, anybody that loves action movies, this is like the most straight up comic book movie you'll ever see. It's over the top, it's vibrant with colors, it's crazy characters. They're doing basically any and everything they can in the movie. So definitely worth seeing. You know, let's uh, talk about box office a little bit. This is according to Box Office Mojo. I've searched a lot of websites. And when you Google what the budget for this film is, you'll get conflicting information. There's $84.5 million to $97 million. But um, either way, budget-wise, the film right now is sitting worldwide at $154 million. So it's basically, you know, it's over that cost either way whether it's 84 and a half million or 97 million it's already over that and basically in the movie world to make a uh make your money back you need to kind of double your budget so it's it's already really close the movie's only been out for like a week at this point as the recording of this episode so it's making this money back either way you know people have been hating on this movie and it's kind of nothing new dc movies get a lot of hate for being different is what i like to say they're not the over-the-top poppy kind of Marvel movies, they're, they're gritty. DC's a grittier kind of side, man. So I've enjoyed a lot of the DC movies. I did not enjoy Justice League all that much. It's got some points in it that's that's good. Mostly The Flash but um, and Wonder Woman and Aquaman. But, you know, and Superman. But, um, you know, I'll admit it when I don't like stuff from DC and I didn't like Justice League all that much. But everything else they put out, I've enjoyed for the most part. There's parts of Suicide Squad I don't like. There's parts of every movie I don't like. With Birds of Prey, there's one part in it that's it's it's really fun but i could have done without this a whole um it doesn't really it's not a spoiler alert you've probably seen it at this point it's um 
as an egg sandwich scene. Didn't really need it, but it was funny and it helps you understand her character a little bit more. So it was a meaningful scene, I guess you can say, but it wasn't something I needed by any means. But overall, the movie is just good, man. It's just great story. It's heartfelt. It'll tug on your heartstrings. There's a good story throughout the movie. There's great action. It's just, it's, it's, it's a great movie. And all the hate that it's getting, I've heard to say that it wasn't marketed well. I saw trailers for this movie left and right. I saw commercials for this movie left and right. So I don't know what people mean by it wasn't marketed right. It's just the, it's the same old DC hate. Um, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's a lot of people that hate the idea of women empowerment out there. And I can tell you right now, this movie, by no means, bring Endgame up again. There's a scene in Endgame where they kind of force feed the woman empowerment thing. Um, this movie, this is not force feeding anything. It's just a badass movie with badass women kicking ass. And I, I love the movie and I love the message in the movie and I love the power of the movie. And I'm so happy to say that this movie was absolutely met my expectations of being a fun film but it blew me away with how heartfelt it was it blew me away by the action scenes it's some of the best action scenes i've seen in a comic book movie because it's so believable so overall for me birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn because i'm gonna keep calling it that you know movie theaters recently whether warner brothers decide to do this or not it's kind of up in the air when you uh, google try to figure this out but apparently the movie's being called Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. So, you know, people aren't smart enough to realize the name of the movie. So they're like, I want to need tickets for that Harley Quinn movie. And it's probably confusing people somewhere. I, I don't know. But nonetheless, um, I enjoyed the movie. I absolutely say see the movie. It's worth seeing in theaters. Um, I will obviously add it to my collection when it's out on DVD. It's worth a buy for sure. It's just a, it's a fun time movie. None, all joking aside, it is a... Straight up, fun time movie, and that's what you want to watch movies for. You want to have a good time watching them. So, absolutely give Birds of Prey two thumbs up, five movie reels. You know, at one point, I, on the Disneyoids, I gave it four and a half. I took more time. You know, five out of five, man. It's a, it's just a overall fantastic film. Great smart, smart writing, great acting. So, you know, there you go. I loved Birds of Prey. So... That will basically include our episode. Next week's uh, episode, I will have a review of Fantasy Island, the latest release from Blumhouse starring one of my favorite actresses, the incredible Lucy Hale. So, going into that, going into that movie, um, you know, I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect. Um, hopefully it's a, a good, fun horror movie, but we'll see, and I will have the review for you next week. So, getting to the end of the show, hope everybody enjoyed this first episode. Please drop uh, some comments. Let me know how you felt about the episode. Thank you for joining along. And um, I was kind of thinking in the process of how I wanted to close the show out over on the Disnoids podcast. I have a have a pretty fun uh, closing where I say stay metal, which I want to keep that with the Disnoids show, and it fits the Disnoids show very well. On this show, I was figuring best way to close the show is with a movie quote because obviously this is a movie podcast. I love movies, and one of my all-time favorite movie quotes, and I plan on getting tattooed on me, of course, comes from the Harry Potter franchise. So, thank you very much for joining me this week. Hope to have you all back next week. Hope everyone stays fantastic, and remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Have a good night.